Hi, it's Pete Norstead here, and welcome to yet another edition of the Trade On Sports and Focused on Football Betting Podcast. And as usual, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton. How are you doing, Jimmy? Yeah, not too bad, Pete. I feel like it's a bit hit and miss at the minute, my season. I go on runs of four and five wins yeah. and then go back in reverse, mate. Yes, yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> I need to get the, the handbrake on this weekend and uh, arrest the decline. Yes, it's a, it's been a, well, it, it's this twice a week, isn't it? It's it's. I don't think that's doing any uh, anybody any favours, in truth. No, I think it's making it quite difficult to assess. And I think in some ways I'll be glad when the Champions League and Europa League are back because I, I do sense I've not actually gone back and crunched the numbers, Pete. As you say, I think we do perform a lot better when we have sort of one set of fixtures, time to analyse and go from there. It's, it's just like they're coming out of a cannon at the minute, these games. I'm not going yeah. to Well, luckily we've... It's just a normal week next week. Uh, well, there is the FA Cup, I believe, halfway through the week. But uh, yes, yeah, so we 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 there just once a week at the minute now. That's good. That's good. A little bit of normality, Peter. Right. Let's get started then. Villa versus Arsenal. Uh, recent head-to-heads: Villa have won one, Arsenal have won one. At home to mid one five drawn three lost two coming for three one defeat at home to West Ham a good win that was for myself Arsenal away uh, at mid table sides one two drawn four lost four coming for two one defeat away at Wolves which is a little bit contentious Villa very mixed home form one four drawn one lost four Arsenal won three of their last four away racing suggesting some value Arsenal but it's uh, it's not one that I would be playing well. I can't play it, Pete, mainly because I've got buyer's remorse here because you could back Arsenal plus a quarter of a goal at 1.79 before the midweek fixtures. That result, that poor, relatively poor result for Villa at the weekend has shifted this price dramatically. You know, you can only get Arsenal 1.63 on that line now. At 1.79 plus a quarter of a goal, given the way that Arsenal have improved, um, they were unlucky against Wolves. I mean... I wrote, uh, I wrote a little bit focused on football this week about comparing David Luiz to Donald Trump because everything Donald Trump ever did, people thought was stupid and 99 times out of 100 it was. But occasionally he did say something that was valid, but nobody listened to him in the same way because it was a foul committed by David Luiz the other night. He got sent off. I'm not convinced if it had been anybody else, he would have been sent off. It was past history. Arsenal would have won that game very comfortably, I think, Pete, if um, Louise had stayed on the pitch. There's no value, though, on Arsenal now. And again, Villa, strange team, Peter. Strange yes. team, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, yeah, incredible. I, I don't think I've got them... Well, maybe I backed against them against Burnley, but I reckon I've backed in and laid in six or seven of their games. I think I've only won once. Strange team. <laughs> Burnley, Brighton next. Uh, recent their Ted's Burnley 1-1, Brighton 1-1. There's been one draw. At home to bottom half sides, Burnley's record reads 1-5, drawn 1, lost 4. Cut for 2-0 defeat at home to Man City. And in, indeed, in these Burnley home games, they've been very, very predictable. Uh, Brighton, uh, away at bottom half sides, 1-2, drawn 4, lost 4. Cut for, uh, well, an amazing 1-0 victory away at Liverpool. Burnley, they've lost their last two. That's against Chelsea and Man City. Brighton won three of their last four uh, matches, and those three victories were against Liverpool, Leeds, and Spurs. Despite those three victories, my race is suggesting some good value, Burnley, and I'm going to go with them plus a quarter of a goal. 
Well, I think, Peter, plus a quarter of a goal, there's excellent value with Burnley here, but I can't take it. The, the stats point so strongly towards Burnley. They're 12-6-4 and four at home against sides that finish in the bottom six of the Premier League table. Um, but I've been really impressed with Brighton, Pete. It's not just the fact that they're winning games, it's the way in which yeah, they play. they're playing well. Yeah. They're excellent. And Potter, I mean... I don't know if you know what's if bigger teams are looking at him, but the way he's got his side playing the game in the right way would easily translate into a job at a bigger club. I think they've been excellent, Pete Brighton. And despite everybody knowing how much I love Sean Dyche, I don't really want to step in the way of Brighton here, even laying a quarter of a goal. So sadly for me, folks, incredibly, this is a pass. Next up, uh, Newcastle Southampton. The line's bobbling about here a little bit. It's plus a quarter now. Uh, Newcastle plus uh, sort of one and three. There's been one draw. Southampton, uh, not one. Uh, Newcastle uh, to mid table size one, two, four, drawn two, lost four. Come for two, one defeat at home to Palace. Southampton away at bottom half sides good. One, five, drawn four, lost one. Can offer and. Uh, a 9-0 defeat I can't believe that 9-0 <laughs> defeat away at Manchester United Newcastle lost their last three home matches Southampton lost their last four Premier League matches no real value in the line it's very difficult this one you, 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 you can't really back the home side can you? You can't and you would expect some kind of reaction from Southampton now it's very rare that you have a sample size of how a team performs after they got beat 9-0 in the last game. Incredibly, for Southampton, we do have that sample size because last season when they got beat 9-0 by Leicester City at home, their next game was away at the Etihad and everybody was predicting the end of the world for Hassan Hootel's men. Can't even remember what the line was. I think it might have been two and a half on that day. Southampton only lost 1-0. Now... It's incredible to me that this line was set originally at scratch. And this was, and I looked at this after Newcastle played, it was scratch. Southampton get beat 9 0 and money moves in their favour. Now, whether that's just literally people expecting some kind of reaction, because we do have a large sample size of Hassan Hootel's work at St Mary's, he's an excellent coach. What's interesting, though, to me is Southampton won the first meeting of the team's 2 0 this season. Prior to that, Newcastle had won four and drawn two of the last six matches. So, I, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't know who to pick in this one, Pete. I mean, with now Southampton minus a quarter, I might even just lean towards the home team. But in a way, I, I don't really understand where this money's come on a team that got beat 9-0 in the last game. Fulham West Ham next. Uh... Uh, last time two sides met at Fulham, West Ham won 2 0. At home to top half sides, Fulham's record 1 1, drawn 2, lost 7, coming off a 2 0 defeat at home to Leicester. West Ham away at bottom six sides, 1 6, drawn 1, lost 3, coming off that 3 1 victory away at uh, Villa. Fulham, they've lost their last three home matches. West Ham, they've won their last three away. So, you know, I think that this, this line, Fulham plus a quarter, I see no value in the line. This, this represents a great chance for, for West Ham to establish themselves in that top six. Well, you sliced their season the other day, didn't you, in terms of when you mentioned it on the podcast. I think you phrased it as when West Ham started playing yeah. at the back end of the season. Yes. And 
if you look at their performances against newly promoted sides over the last few seasons, away from home, they've won four, drawn one and lost five. But they've already won 2-1 in this spot this season, away at Leeds, when they won 2-1. And at the back end of the last season, they won 4-0 at Norwich. And that was part of that great run that you referenced. And we, we often have this thing, we look at a team and we look at their name and we look at a price and we think, can we trust them? I'm very close here, Pete, to trusting West Ham. Um, I thought it was a really impressive win against Villa in midweek away from home. Um, can you trust them, though, to win away from home twice in four days? I, I don't know. It, it's, I'm very close to pulling the trigger. I might wait until I see what the teams line up at. But, I mean, Jesse Lingard seems to be rejuvenated yeah. in yeah. a hat shirt. And, you know, if I was forced to bet this game, Pete, it would be West Ham I'd take. Man United, Everton next. Um, United have won three. There's been two draws. Everton yet to win. At home to top half sides, United's record reads 1-5, drawn three, lost two, come off that previously mentioned nine. Southampton. Everton away at top six, 1-2, drawn two, lost six, come off the 2-1. Uh, victory away at Leeds. Good win that for Everton. Man United, they won four of the last five uh, Premier League matches. Everton won their last four away. With the, the line, Manchester United minus one. I think there's some good value, Everton. I'm not going to play this, but I wouldn't dissuade anybody from going on Everton plus one. They have won seven of their ten away games this season. They've only allowed ten goals on their travels. And the big question, if you want to sort of back Everton here, plus one goal, is can they score? Now, the fact that United have kept a clean sheet in less than half of their home games suggests that maybe Everton can score. They've scored in every away game so far this season, except a trip to St Mary's, where Southampton shut them out. And I think if you needed a stat to show just how strange a season this is, then I think the goal distribution at Old Trafford this season really sort of shows you exactly what a crazy year it has been. Because it's, it's feast or famine at Old Trafford in terms of goals. Four of the 11 games have landed an over three and a half goals ticket. Whilst five, five of the games at Old Trafford this season have gone under one and a half goals. I can't really remember a season where goals have been so hard to come by in certain games at the Theatre of Dreams. And then others, it's exploded. Again, Pete, I lean to Everton here and I probably lean to the over two and three quarters. Next up, Spurs against West Brom. Recent heads heads. Oh my lord, Spurs! Spurs one Jesus one, one, two, and there's West Brom one nought. A home to bottom six sides. Spurs record's good. One seven drawn, two lost, one coming off a one nil defeat at home to Chelsea. West Brom uh, away at top half sides. One two drawn, three lost, five coming off a two one defeat away at Sheffield United. Spurs they've lost their last three Premier League matches. They are in a bad place at the moment. West Brom only one two. Uh, Premier League matches. My ratings are suggesting decent value Spurs, but there's no way you can back them minus one and a quarter in this game. When I read the comments from Jose Mourinho um, about last night's game, I didn't watch any of it. I thought, oh, you know, Spurs were probably a bit unlucky. And then I read a lot of comments from nearly every respected sort of journalist and analyst sort of suggested that Mourinho's deluded and he, he's either downright lying to the media about how well his team are playing and how, you know, they were unlucky 
or he genuinely believes it. And to be perfectly honest, at his stage of his career, I'm not sure which is worse because his players will see through it. You know, they're not stupid. They know that by all accounts, they were dreadful. And they've been accused of being a one-man team before. And last season, it didn't really come to fruition when Harry Kane was injured. But they have zero creativity in midfield spurs. They are very workmanlike. And, you know, they were poor against Brighton. They were poor against Chelsea. How can you ever consider laying one and a quarter goals, Pete? I mean, on, in, on the stats, it's a phenomenal record against newly promoted sides. 14-2-1 at home in this spot. But so much of that work was done under Pochettino. I'm close here, Pete, to backing the baggies. Can't do it because of the way they've defended in recent weeks under Allardyce. But if you back Spurs here, even on your acker, just to win the game outright, I think you're mad. <laughs> uh, next up, Wolves-Leicester. Wolves are 1-1. There's been one draw. Leicester yet to win. At home to top six sides. Uh, Wolves record reads 1-5, drawn 2, lost 3, after 2-1 victory uh, at home to Arsenal. Leicester away at mid-table, 1-4, drawn 4, lost 2, coming off a good 2-0 victory away at Fulham. That victory against Arsenal was their first in nine Premier League games for Wolves. They lost one of 11 away. However, despite that, I think that the, that, that the value is with the home side and I'm going to go with them plus a quarter goal. I don't just don't see Leicester winning this game. I think it's going to be a very close game, Pete. I mean, there's been one outlier in the seven meetings of the sides. I think it was a, a 4-3 home win in this fixture a couple of seasons ago. Um, bar that, Leicester have kept five clean sheets in the six total meetings of the sides. Now, they've always kind of kept Wolves out. Wolves have been, well, we know that they're struggling a little bit. And, you know, we've seen a couple of games this season where they've possibly been a little bit fortuitous in terms of playing against teams with um, less than 11 men. And that's helped them score goals. I mean, all of, all bar that seven goal thriller between the teams have seen an under two and a half goals bet land when these teams meet. This is going to be a really close game, I think, Pete. I like the under on the two and a quarter. I think a half win is possibly your worst case scenario um, because I think chances and goals are going to be really hard to come by in this game. And Leicester, bit of a yo-yo team. And again, it's an excellent opportunity for them, you know, to to keep in touch with the top two. But I just don't know if you can trust them. back walls plus a half at 1.77. That's coming in within the 1.8 scenario. That, that, that would, to me, is a reasonable bet. Well, Leicester are third in the table, Pete. But on a half a goal line, they're actually only 13 and nine because they've lost six and drawn three of the 22 games. It's only the fact that this is such a strange season that they're in third. Any normal sort of year, they would be well adrift now. So, yeah, I wouldn't put anybody off siding with that. Liverpool, team. Man City next. Um... Great record Liverpool have had in this fixture. 1-4 has been one draw. City not one. At home to top six sides. Liverpool again, very good record. 1-9 draw and one lost not come for a 1-0 defeat at home to Brighton. City away at top six. 1-6 draw not lost four come for 2-0 victory away at Burnley. Liverpool not one now in four home matches. Very 
you know, unlike them, City, they won their last six, sorry, last nine Premier League matches. No value in the line, though. I, I was a little bit surprised that the, the ratings didn't show that Liverpool were value there, but no value in this line. Is it back to a yeah. quarter? Because it, it did dip to a half yeah, at one point, and it wouldn't surprise me yeah, if so you could, you could see the yeah, half you could, again. You can back a half plus uh, you can back Liverpool a half at one point eight one. That's oh, I'm surprised at that. Well, well, this is what I'm going to come on to because because statistically and from a trends perspective, you are talking about better about one point eight, so four to five for the uh, old-fashioned folk amongst us, for a team that are 47-2 and two on that half a goal line since the start of the 2018-19 season. So, in, in reality, I think anybody who wants to back Man City here should probably just pause for a second and just think about what they're taking on here. Now, recently... You can't really make a case for Liverpool in this game. They failed to score against Brighton and Burnley in their last two home games. Now, ironically, they might find it easier to play against Man City because they will not be stacking men behind the ball. But unless Jurgen Klopp makes some really fundamental personnel changes, and when I mean personnel changes, I mean moving Henderson and Fabinho, maybe one of them away from that back line, because don't get me wrong, Liverpool have struggled, but it's not the defence that struggled because Henderson and Fabinho have done a really good job in there. They just miss them too much in midfield. If they're not moved into midfield or one of them's moved into midfield this weekend at Anfield, I honestly don't know, Pete, how Liverpool get the ball because I think Man City will just keep it and keep it and keep it. And at that point, Man City minus a half a goal or just taking them outright does actually look a sensible bet because if you let one of the best teams in the world just relentlessly have the ball then you're going to really struggle. So, although I can make the case statistically that Liverpool are a great bet plus half a goal at that price level, from what my eyes have told me, unless Klopp changes it, and which he might, and he might have to take a chance and play one of the young Williams kids at centre-half, um, is it Williams? Yeah, Nico Unreese or whatever. Uh, he, he might have to take a risk and hope that they can withstand City's onslaught just to move Henderson or Fabinho forward. But I would want to see the teams, Pete. If Henderson and Fabinho maybe move forward, I might be tempted with Liverpool here. But if they don't, I'm keeping This is definitely a game that, uh, uh, you know, they need a a crowd here makes all the difference, doesn't it, this one? I would suggest a crowd is worth at least a quarter of a goal in this game. If they're allowed in. I think it's just a totally different game. Yeah, you're right. Sheffield United, Chelsea, uh, 3-0 to Sheffield United last season. Uh, our total top-half side, Sheffield United's record reads 1-3, drawn 1, lost 6. They come off a, a 2-1 victory at home to West Brom. Chelsea away at bottom six sides, 1-4, drawn 3, lost 3, come off that 1-0 victory away at Spurs. Sheffield United won two of the last three Premier League matches and, well, Chelsea, they've won their last two. Uh Maurice is suggesting some good value, Sheffield United. But again, this is they're, they're plus one on the handicap. This is, again, another of these games where I can sort of see Chelsea winning by the odd goal. But Sheffield United being very resilient. The line is bouncing around, Pete. Um, literally, when I looked at the computer about two minutes ago, it was plus one and a quarter. It's now back to one. So there's, there's clearly some resistance here. Um on this price point. Now, 
I, I continually say that Chelsea are overrated. They are overrated and overvalued, and they have been not just since Thomas Tuchel took over. They have been since the beginning of last season. Sheffield United, I've got a number of words here for Sheffield United. They're tough, resilient, organised, disciplined, humble and hardworking. I'm not sure how many of those qualities are displayed by the Chelsea squad. And I think Bramall Lane's a venue, even without fans in attendance, where you have to turn up and show real appetite for battle. Now, the back end of last season, Chelsea got turned over on this ground. I don't think Tuchel's seen many teams like Sheffield United in the French Farmers League. And it's been a few years since he was coaching in the Bundesliga. So I'm more than happy here, Pete, to take Sheffield United plus one and a quarter. You can back that about 1.82. Really like it, Pete. I'm go- yes, they may lose the game, but they've shown sh- such improvement of late. I'm not convinced they will. And even if they do, I think you'll probably get a half win. So, yeah, I'm taking the home team plus one and a Leeds quarter. Leeds Palace next. Um, Leeds home record, 1-3, drawn two, lost five, come for a 2-1 defeat at home to Everton. Palace away at mid-table, 1-1, drawn three, lost six, come for a 2-1 victory away at Newcastle. Leeds lost their last two home matches. Palace away, 1-4, drawn two, lost five. The line's bouncing around between minus a half and minus three quarters. I don't see any value in the in 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 in, in the game, which again I'm a little bit surprised about. A few years ago, we'd be all over Palace here. Yeah, and, and earlier today, we keep saying about line moves. As you say, it's bouncing around. It was three quarters, and at that line, I was really tempted to back Palace. And I've got one key stat here that I think everybody should be aware of. Um, going into this game, Leeds have conceded 17 goals via set pieces in the Premier League this season. They've only played 21 games. You know, can you think of a better, more organised, more disciplined yeah. side to, to take up than Crystal Palace? I think that's a real opportunity for Palace to, to exploit a known weakness in the home side. So, I don't know. I, I'm really tempted to back Palace here, plus three quarters of a goal. But... I, I just don't understand, Pete, why we suddenly have turned against them in a way. Because they're, they're no different. They're sat in 13th on 29 points. Arguably, they're better than they have been in recent years. It's just they're not winning the games that we think they should. And they're not losing the games we think they should. So, I know I'm going to regret it. But I'm going to keep away from Roy Well, uh, whichever way you look at it, I, I think there's a lot of value. And there's a lot of, well, I mean, the, the away side, the home side seem to be weak. But I'm going to go for two home selections this week. Burnley plus a quarter at Brighton, where I think possibly the only problem with, with, with that, though, that I would say there is a caveat on this, is that it maybe looks too good to be true. I think sometimes when it looks too good to be true, it, it might not. I don't think the Wolves plus a quarter does look too good to be true. And I think, I think, I think that's that 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 is the better of the two bets, but those are what I'm going to go for: Wolves plus a quarter and Burnley plus a quarter. Well, you say how weak the home teams have been, Pete, but you're not surrendering no, any goals no. in these spots, are you? You are, you are, you are receiving goals on the handicap, and that's you know I think that's a wise move this weekend. And I'm going to follow you in in terms of taking a home team receiving a start, and I'm going to take. Sheffield United plus one and a quarter goals. And I know that'll make one particular listener very happy. One FOF subscriber always says, I never give his team much credit. So there you go, Andy. 
We're chucking in Sheffield United plus one and a quarter. I've jinxed them for right, you, Right, we shall Sorry. be back um, probably around Thursday next week, where we should also, apart from the podcast, we should have some interesting news as well. Oh, we got, I think we got so, yes. to announce, Peter. <laughs> oh, crikey. How exciting. Yes, so, How uh, exciting. I'm not sure. Yeah, what I would we'll say, say as well to anybody oh, listening, sure we will also be doing sort of other different podcasts as well as this normal podcast. So we're branching out because obviously two two games a week isn't <laughs> enough for yeah. us. We need to do more, Peter. Okay. Yeah, let's just slave go, driver uh, you are, yeah, I, I, I'll be glad when this gets back to once a week, though. They, 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 you can see why the results are, 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 are as they are, can't you? Yeah, there was, a, there was a tweet put out the other day. I can't remember who it was by. I might try and dig it out and retweet it. And it literally listed eight results of, of, that have happened this season in the Premier League. And they were just ridiculous. You'd think you'd only get one such result. Yes. Obviously, the Villa 7, um, uh, Liverpool 2, and then there was the Man United Spurs and the, just a catalogue of really yes. bizarre results. So I'll tell you what, if you're level or ahead this season, yeah. I think you're doing really well. Too. Right then, uh, we shall speak to you next Thursday. Have a good uh, weekend, everybody, and best of luck. Best of luck, everybody.